grateful for Holy Spirit because he's the one that leads us and guides us into the truth. And, and I know I say this a lot, but I just, my faith is out there that he actually leads us into an experience of the truth. Yes. So he not only brings wisdom and revelation to us, but he, he leads us into the experience of the revelation that he gives. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Like, you know, that the word become flesh, it become real in our lives, that it not just become a doctrine or a theology, yeah, or even tradition, you know, which is learnt by man, but, but, but he breathes on his word and brings revelation to us and then as he's doing that, he leads us into an experience of that. So what would that look like? I was going to pray, but I guess this is praying sort of. But what would that look like? It actually is, you know, when he reveals himself as the peacemaker, yeah? yeah, the one that brings peace, that's given us peace. When we get a revelation of the peace of God, we can actually enter into that peace regardless of what the situation looks like. Regardless of circumstances, we can actually experience the peace of God where nothing has changed on the outside. Circumstances hasn't changed. The wind and the rain still happening. The storm's still around us. But we can be just like Jesus who was lying on a pillow, amen, in the midst of the storm, not moved at all by it. And the peace that he was experiencing was the peace that he was able to release out and shift the circumstances. And that's what God wants us to do. He actually wants us to experience internally his promises, yeah? He wants us to experience internally the peace of God, the rest of God, so that we begin to experience like internally or we begin to experience externally. Heard me say it again. I'm going to repeat it again because it's so good. It's like we release from the inside the kingdom of God and change the external experience yes, that we're having. We're the ones that have been given the authority to do that. Internal peace speaks to the storm and shifts what's going on on the outside. But you're not going to shift what's going on on the outside if you're still in torment and fear and anxiety on the inside. You can talk to it all you like. Oh, bless God, where he's taking us. You can speak to the storm as much as you want to. If you're experiencing a storm on the inside, you will not change. God actually wants to keep us in perfect peace. It says in Isaiah, I believe it's 26.3, it says that I will keep those in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon me. So what would you say then? It starts with the mind. Amen. In Proverbs, we see that he says that um, as a man thinketh, so is he. Yeah. So it's our thought realm, isn't it? It's bringing those thoughts captive to the obedience of the word of God that will cause us to live in internal peace so that we can shift our external circumstances by speaking out of a place of rest because faith is a rest. Oh, was that taped? Hallelujah. Need to hear that again. Amen. Amen. So, so today what I wanted to do, and I, I really felt God breathing on this, you know, and this is not a different word. I think I've brought this before in healing school, but this is what God landed on. You see, we're not looking and I, I questioned, I said, oh, Lord, I, I think I've brought this before. And, and, and he, said, um, he said, I'm not worried about that. He said, what we need to do is to, you need to hear what I'm breathing on. And if I'm breathing on something, guess what? Speak it out again. Amen? Because there's life in what he's breathing on. The prophetic word is the word that he watches over to bring to pass. And he knows what we need to hear. Amen? He knows 
what we need to hear him say because we we need to hear what he has to say because it's the word that he is speaking that places faith in our hearts. Yeah? Amen. And Amen. because faith comes by hearing God speak. Yes, sir. Yeah, Romans 10, 17. Yes, so what we're going to do is we're going to start and we're going to go to Romans 4. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Now, 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 join with me with confident expectation that you're going to hear a word that's actually going to shift some things. Amen? Because the word says it doesn't matter how well we're shifted or how, how, how good the place that is that we're actually in, yeah? We go from glory to glory as we look into the mirror of the word. We go from faith to faith and we go from glory to glory, yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm. Someone say, I'm going from glory to glory today. Hallelujah. So let's look at Romans chapter 4, verse 17. I am going to read it, this one out of the Amplified. This is, I, I've got to say to you that I'm, I'm not surprised that God is breathing on this again today because this is, I would say, one of my life scripture resting places. It's something that, a word that in, inspires me so much. I feel like I say that every week about a different scripture. But this is one of those that, that just I feel I, it, 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 it breathes such confident expectation on the inside of me. Um, verse 17. Hallelujah. Oh, no, let's go to 16. It's all so yummy. We could actually go on. Uh, we could go for the whole chapter here. Amen. Bless the Lord. But let's go to 16. He says, therefore, inheriting the promises is the outcome of faith and depends entirely on faith. Therefore, inheriting the promises is the outcome of faith and depends entirely on faith. That's huge. Inheriting the promises is the outcome of faith. It's the outcome of hearing God speak, as we just spoke before. It's the outcome of hearing the word that he is resting on, the word that he is breathing on, yeah? So, so I'm going to read it again. Therefore, we might just sit on this all morning. That's cool. Therefore, inheriting the promises is the outcome of faith and depends entirely on faith. So, so it it's the outcome of faith. It depends. Inheriting the promises depends entirely upon hearing God speak to you. Yes. Amen. Not somebody else. But inheriting the promise is the outcome of hearing God speak to you. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You see, that, that, that sets you totally free from somebody else's theology or a man-made doctrine. When you hear God speak, that's it. I don't know about you, but when I hear God speak, I'm done. I am no longer at the mercy of anybody. That's right. Any, what anybody says or when I hear him speak, amen, yeah. faith comes. Yeah, that's it. God has spoken and he wants to speak to us. Amen. So let's see this again. Therefore, inheriting the promises is the outcome of faith and depends entirely on faith. In order that it might be given as an act of grace, unmerited favour. Hallelujah. In order that it may be given as an act of grace, unmerited favour, 
to make it stable and valid and guaranteed to all his descendants, not only to the devotees and inherits to the, of the law, but also to those who share the faith of Abraham, who is thus the father of us all. Yes. So it depends entirely upon faith, inheriting the promises of God. Entirely on the grace, we, we, we are saved, Ephesians 2, verse 8 through to 12, 10. We are saved by grace through faith, not of works, lest any man can boast. Amen. Depends entirely on faith. Hallelujah. In order that it may be given as an act of grace, unmerited favour. In other words, there's no way you can earn the promises of God. That's right. We cannot earn the promises of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, we might think that we can quote it so many you know, hundreds of times or whatever, or, you know, just, you know, work it, work it, work it, work it. He says, no, no. Amen. It's an act of grace. Amen. Hallelujah. We're saved by grace through faith. Verse 17. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. He was appointed our father in the sight of God in whom he believed. Hallelujah. Who gives life to the dead and speaks of non-existent things that he has foretold and promised as if they already existed. This is God and this is what he does. He gives life to dead things and he speaks of non-existent things as if they already existed. Yeah? So if we take that to the stage, we go to 1 Peter 2.24, which says by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. You know, if you're going to look from a carnal mind, you would say that you are not telling the truth. But God himself speaks to non-existent things as if they already existed. In other words, your word becomes my reality before I experience it. Where does it come your become your reality? It becomes your reality in your heart. When faith resides in your heart, no matter what's going on outside, you, you, you're going to believe what God has said to you. Amen? And that's where we go. That's our go-to. What has God said to us? Amen? What is our truth? Are our circumstances our truth? Or is God's word our truth? Amen? Because, you know, if God's word is your truth, God's word will be your resting place. And that's where you will operate out of. That's where you will live out of. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Okay, so let's look at verse 18. It says, For Abraham, human reason for hope being gone, hoped in faith, that he should become the father of many nations as he had been promised. So numberless shall your descendants be. So numberless shall your descendants be. Uh, that's also written in Genesis 17.5. That's where the promise came from. That's where, what Abraham had heard. And that's what his hope was in, that he'd heard from God. Let's go there, Genesis 17, verse 5. As it is written, I have made you the... This is God speaking to Abraham. This is where faith entered Abraham's heart. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. He was appointed for our father in the sight of God in whom he believed. 
who gives life to the dead and speaks of those non-existent things as if he had fought, he had he has foretold and promised as if they already existed. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Father. So where God told Abraham, I have made you a father of many nations, what happened was he looked at his body. And the season in the season of life that he was in, there was no physical, there was nothing in the natural for him to put his trust in this promise coming to pass. Yeah? yeah? Impossible. I believe that's why God waited that long. He was 90 when he said it. He waited until it was actually impossible because he wanted to show everyone that it's not according to man's ability. It wasn't according to his natural ability. There was no way in the natural he could make that promise come to pass. The only thing that could cause that promise to come to pass was faith in the word that God had spoken. I think this is wonderful. This is, this, it doesn't matter what situation you find yourself in today. I don't believe that you can find anything more impossible than that. Amen? It gives us a wonderful, wonderful anchor, doesn't it, for our own souls, for our own hope. Okay? Man's ability in the natural couldn't do it. Only God could do this. So God gave Abraham something to believe. He gave him a word. He said, I have made you the father of many nations. Now we see that Abraham believed what he had heard spoken to him. He believed it. He chose to believe it. Faith for the impossible is imparted when we hear God speak. <sighs> Hallelujah. I said, faith for the impossible is imparted into us when we hear God speak. So his word comes by impartation. His word is spirit life. Because in John 6, 63, his word is spirit and it's life. Amen. Jesus said, the words that I speak are spirit and life. Oh, glory to God. Oh, thank you, Father. So faith for the impossible is imparted. When we hear God speak, that's what faith does. Faith believes what God says. We are people of faith. We are actually yeah. created to believe what God says. Yeah. Yeah? yeah? To hear the voice of God. We're his children. We hear the voice of God. We have a witness on the inside that bears witness with us that we are the children of God. Yeah? yeah. So it's not the role of faith to bring the word to past. Well, it's not our role to bring things to pass. Our role is to believe. We're just called to believe what our father says. Amen? We're just called to believe what daddy says. He's my father. He said it. That's it. I believe it. It's the end of the story. Really, that's it. I don't have to look any further. I've heard my father speak. Yeah? Glory to God. You hear him through the word. You know, I was speaking on Sunday, I was talking a little bit about the fivefold, went into that a little bit, and that's where it's so important that we have apostolic leadership, that we have fivefold operating in the church because we need to even see prophets know and have the word of God, the accountability of the teacher there, and, you know, so, so that it's not 
it's all based on the word of God, yes. yeah? And we need the prophetic for the teacher so the teacher doesn't yes. kill us. One plus one equals two, now just go and do, you know? That's the teacher's expression. But, but we, need, we, need, we need the prophetic to, bring, to, to breathe life in, into the word, yes. you know what I mean? That yes, it doesn't become right. just a, a doctrine or head knowledge, but it's life to us. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. I'm having so much fun here. I don't know where I'm going to go next. Bless the Lord. <laughs> Oh, glory to God. Let's have a look here in verse 19. No, no, 19 of Romans 4. It says, he did not weaken in faith. He did not weaken. The word that was spoken to him was not um, weakened. It wasn't diluted. Yes. Uh, traditions of men, doctrines of demons, you know, and man's experience will want to dilute the word from its potency. Yeah. So he did not weaken in faith when he considered the, the utter impotence of his own body, which was as good as dead. Mm. I don't know what the condition of anyone is here today or people that you know, but, you know, you're all here and you're sitting up, so I wouldn't think that anyone's here, body is as good as dead. Right? <laughs> yeah? But <laughs> the utter impotence of his own body, which was as good as dead, because he was about 100 years old. It just, sometimes it just hits you, doesn't it? You know, like. Because he was about 100 years old. So it's about, he could have been older than 100, who knows, but he was about 100 years old. Or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's deadened womb. So his wife has well gone past menopause. She was well past it, okay? No unbelief or distrust made him waver, doubtingly question concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. Now, there's a key. There is a key. What was he giving praise and glory to God for? I believe he was giving praise and glory to God for the word that he had heard, for the promise that he had been given. He was actually thanking God before he saw that word, that word was so real to him. He believed it. So therefore he was giving thanks before it even came to pass. Yep. Yes. Amen? Amen? Because as far as he was concerned, he'd heard from God the Father. So it was as good as his. It was his. Mm -hmm. Amen? So yeah. what did he know? That it was just going to be his in the right timing, you know, yeah. although he yeah. mucked that up a bit, didn't he? You know? <laughs> but anyway, never mind, you know, yeah. But we do muck it up a bit, don't we? Yeah. We try and give God a hand. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. But the reality of it was he'd already in, in process, he'd already thanked God. He had already received that promise. He was empowered by faith as he gave what faith. As he gave praise and glory to God, he was reminded of the promise that he was given. He was thanking God for the promise. Yes, yes. Thanking God for the promise. Thank you, Father. I'm the father of many nations. Thank you, Father. Amen. So will my, as, 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 as the stars of heaven, so, so numberless will my, my seed be. Yes. Yes. Amen? Yes. So he's actually calling those things that be not as though they were. That's right. Amen? Yes. Praising God and calling those things that be not as though they were because he was living in the experience as he gave him praise and glory as if it was already so. Yes. Yes. 
You see, when we end into praise and, and, and we give him glory, we worship God, what happens is we actually come into this place where it's like it's already so and you can continue to go. And someone says, I don't feel like doing it, but you enter in by faith. Yeah. And begin to give Enjoy. praise and glory to God as if that yeah. promise was already manifested in your life. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. By the time you're finished, you won't be able to cease to think of things to thank him for. It, that promises are numberless. Just goes on and on and on. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You begin to thank him. Have you ever done it, gone out and seen something in creation or looked at trees and drawn yeah, myself? Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Look at yeah, this. Yeah. This place is a masterpiece. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. His creation is a masterpiece. Yeah. Amen? You begin to thank him for opening your eyes to seeing the beauty that's before yeah, you. That's right. You begin to become unconscious to what you have. I don't have. And only conscious to what you do have. Yes. Yes. I think that the enemy, I think that God wants to knock out a few people and make them unconscious of a few things. Mm. Amen? Yes. That we become conscious of what we do have because we have so much. Yes. And we have so much to be thankful for. Yes. Yes. Amen? Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. Oh. Verse 20 again, and no unbelief or distrust made him waver, doubtingly question concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. So if we want to grow strong, what do we do? We stop waiting for something to manifest before we give God praise. Absolute key, Marie. Absolute key. Because, you know, we're actually, we've got to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, which is what we're doing today, that we have a different lens that we see this word of God through. We see this as an established fact when he speaks. I'm not going to wait until it's manifest before I thank him. I'm actually going to thank him as if it already had manifest when I hear him speak. Yes, yes. And as I give, how do I keep that alive? How do I keep that faith alive? How do I keep it, it vibrant in me? How, do, how you know, I keep on thanking him. Daily I thank him. I don't go daily and ask him for the same thing that I thanked him for yesterday. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. Amen. I'm not going to go because if I go the next day and ask him again, all I'm saying is you didn't give it to me yesterday because I can't see it yet. But daily I give him praise and thanks for what he gave me when I asked him for it. So he says in, in, in uh, Ephesians 4, 6 through to 9, he, he says, Take no anxious thought about anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. What? Let your request be known unto God. We th- I'm receiving it as I ask for it. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. Then he says, The peace of God will mount a garrison around your mind and keep your heart in Christ Jesus. Yeah. And for the rest, he says, Brethren, what do I think on? Whatsoever things are good and pure and perfect and of good report, think on these things. What's the good report? I've received. He's already given it to me. It was already mine, but I've received it. You see, healing is already ours, but there's a point of time where we need to receive it. Amen? Because he's already given it to us. He already sees us as healed. He doesn't see you as the sick getting well. He sees you as the healed. 
because he's already healed you, past tense. Yes. 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 Glory to God. That's right. Amen? Amen? So I'm not going to ask him tomorrow for what I gave him thanks for yesterday. Yeah, that's right. I'm not going to ask him today for what I gave him thanks for yesterday. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. Now, if we haven't quite got there yet, we'll just—I guess you know—we we just stay in the word. But there's a point of time where we have to have—you know—it has to get to that place where when the enemy comes and knocks on your door, you say, "Too late, devil! The prayer of faith has already been prayed." And that what can be the trip up sometimes to something that you were just yeah. saying there. What yeah. we can think is sometimes the doubt and unbelief. But what I learned. I started doing it years ago, you know, because he, what he's trying to do, he tried to devalue the prayer of faith. I knew when I was in faith asking for something. Yeah. I knew faith was there. I knew that there was a transaction that took yeah. place. Yeah. But he bring doubt and unbelief. And so he would, would, would try and cause me to think, well, okay, I'm doubting today. And then I, too late, devil, the prayer of faith was made yeah. on the 10th yeah. of the 5th, 64. Too late. I was in faith when I asked. I know I was in faith when I asked. Amen. I'd already received from God. Yeah. You see, James says a double-minded man need not think he would receive anything from God. But he's not talking about God not giving to you. He's saying, how can you receive if you don't believe? But when you believe, you'll receive. Isn't he clever? Too late, devil. I've already prayed, prayed the prayer of faith. I prayed it last week. Yeah. I prayed it six years ago. God heard me. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. God heard me. God heard me. Amen. So what happened? He was empowered by faith as he gave praise and he gave glory to God. Let's have a look here in verse 21. He said, fully satisfied. Someone say fully satisfied. Fully satisfied. And assured that God was able and mighty to keep his word and to do what he had promised. God was. God was able. God was mighty. Amen. Not us. God was. He was convinced that God could do it, not him. Not him. He wasn't looking at his physical body to bring to pass what God had promised. He said God was able to do it. Amen. <laughs> Woo. Yes. Glory to God. Praise Jesus. Fully satisfied. Read it again. Come on. Fully satisfied and assured that God was able and mighty to keep his word and to do what he had promised. Who was going to do it? God. Amen. And God had spoken. God is true. God is trustworthy. God is not only trustworthy and true to his promise, he is able. He is able. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He gave him his son and he gave us a son. He gave us a son. Amen. He was, he was given a son through impossible situations and we were given one through an impossible miracle as well. He loves showing off with miracles. Amen. Isaac was a type and shadow of Jesus. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Father. Oh, so, so very good. He chose not to waver. You know, you have a choice not to waver. 
When the circumstances come, you have a choice not to believe them or you have a choice to believe them. What happens when that, you know, like when, when doubts can come or, you know, what happens with that? Where did the faith come from in the first place? It came from a word that God spoke to you. What do you do? You go back to the word. Yes. You go back to the word. You open your Bible. Someone say, open your Bible. You go back to that word that you've underlined and destroyed the page. Amen? Yes. And you go back and you, 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 you pray into that. And, you know, like I'm going to go where I went the other day and um, I'm going to go to Mark 9. And I, I think I, I don't know whether I spoke about this in church or whether I spoke about it here, but it's, it doesn't matter. We'll go to Mark 9. And I remembered and I was praying and, 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 and I, I was praying into a promise and, and I'm, I'm getting this word. God doesn't want us to waver when the circumstances even sometimes would seem like it, it was getting worse. Have you noticed that? Like it's getting worse. I think he wants you to monitor, gauge the circumstances, gauge the symptoms. Are they worse today or better today? Is it improving yet? Are this, is, is it all improving yet? You know, my eyes are on watching you bring this to pass or are my eyes onto the word of God? What are they on? You know, when I'm, I've asked the Lord, I've received my healing and, and I go there and I'm, what am I doing? Am I monitoring the symptoms minute by minute, day by day to see if they're improving? Or am I watching this word, which remains the same yesterday, today and forever? Yeah. Amen. What am I looking at? So if I look at here and I go to verse 23 of Mark 9. And Jesus said, you say to me, if you can do anything, why? All things, Why? Why? Jesus said, you say to me, if you can do anything. Why? All things can be, are possible to him who believes. All things are possible. All things are possible. All things are possible. Hallelujah. Amen. And then he goes on and he said, you say, yeah, 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 come on, come on. All things are possible to him who believes. And, and, and he goes on, the father goes on and says, I believe, Lord, yet help my unbelief. Help me believe. Help me believe. Amen. And he goes on to say the famous scripture, all these things go out only by prayer and fasting. He's not yeah. talking about the power of the demon. He's talking about the unbelief. The unbelief. Yeah. He's not yeah. talking about the power of the demon. He's talking about the unbelief. Goes out through prayer and fasting, right? Fast your unbelief. Stop looking at your television. Turn it off. Stop looking at the symptoms. Yeah. Stop checking it out on Google. Fast your unbelief. Fast what your eyes are looking at and pray. Amen. Hallelujah. He'd already given them all power over all the power of the enemy. This demon wasn't hard to cast out. Amen. If they believed they could. If they believed that God in them was greater than what they were seeing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where's my... Yeah, have a little salah.
pause and think calmly about that one. Just blew a few bats out then. Mark 9, verse 23. Well, why don't we have a little linger here for a minute? We can, can't we? Anyway, they're talking about this young man, this boy that was convulsing and, and Jesus called, called them an unbelieving generation and got pretty strong with them. Where's your faith? All the rest of it. You know. Verse 20. So they brought the boy to him and when the spirit saw him, at once it completely convulsed the boy and it fell to the ground and he fell to the ground and kept rolling about foaming at the mouth. Now I'm going to go to verse 21 now in the uh, New King James Version. So he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? This is Jesus spoke to him. And he said, from childhood. So this child had had this condition. This person, this boy had had this condition from childhood. So he'd had it a fair fair while. Verse 22. And often he has thrown him both, he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Mm. Verse 23, and Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, Deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly and came out of him and he became as one dead so that many said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. And when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? Now, before then, he'd already given power over all the power of the enemy. Verse 29, so he said to them, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. He was talking about unbelief. This type of unbelief can come out only by prayer and fasting. Amen. So someone says it's a really tough demon. No, it's just tough to get people to believe sometimes that the power of God's been given to them to cast out demons. Amen. The tread on serpents, yeah? Yeah? Mm-hmm. How are you doing with that? Praise the Lord. This kind. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm just going to check over here with my, my amplified... Version. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I love it in the Amplified. Verse 28. And when he had gone indoors, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not drive it out? And he replied to them, this kind cannot be driven out by anything other than prayer and fasting. Oh, hallelujah. 
We put ourselves to the word of God. We put ourselves to the word of God. We build up our faith. Amen. We build up our faith. Jude 20, beloved, build up your most holy faith. Rise like an edifice, higher and higher, praying in the Holy Spirit. Because the question was what they were basically saying to Jesus, what we've got isn't enough. What we've got isn't enough, but it was enough. And it is enough. Amen. What he has given us is enough. The only thing that holds us back is what we believe. Amen. Somebody said, well, you're anointed to cast out demons. He said, these signs shall follow who? Those that believe. Those that believe in my name, they shall cast out demons. They shall speak with new tongues. They, they shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You doing okay? So Abraham... We see in verse 21, let's go back to Romans 4. Verse 21, he was fully satisfied and assured that God was able and mighty to keep his word and to do what he had promised. That is why his faith was credited to him as righteousness, right standing with God. We're made in right standing with God by faith. Amen. He became skilled at not wavering. And that's what we need to do. We need to become skilled at not wavering at the promise of God. How do we do that? By bringing every thought captive to the obedience of the word of God. Amen. He didn't waver when circumstances did not line up with the promise. He did his part. And he trusted God to do his. Our part is to believe what God says. Our part is to believe what he is saying to us. Hallelujah. And that's what I was talking about earlier with my own personal experiences, that sitting, giving me that word. What, what am I going to do? Is, what, is this too, what? You know, sometimes things just seem too big. And then he, he gives me that word that nothing is impossible to him who believes. Yeah? And then straight up I'm praying into that and I could feel a, a, a shift. Have you ever felt a gear, gear shift in prayer? Where you've, where you've gone, oh, okay, I'm onto something here. Yeah. Or we're onto something, you know. And then the next minute it was, it was, um, Lord, help my unbelief. I'm going a bit further with this. You know, I felt that gear change. Oh, this isn't looking so impossible anymore. I'm just praying in the Holy Ghost. This is, isn't looking too impossible anymore. I've got that scripture. Nothing's impossible. Nothing's impossible. The gear has changed. Right? The gear has changed and I'm going, oh, he's helping me. Oh, Lord, help yeah. my unbelief. Help my unbelief. What's yeah. the problem with getting rid of that demon? Oh, my unbelief. Come on, help my unbelief that yeah. I know nothing is impossible yeah. to him who believes. Thank Amen? You, nothing is impossible to him who believes. I'm on enough. What is it, David? Is it top gear you're turning to? Then I was in top gear then, mate. I am flying. Yeah. I am flying. Yeah. I've got Holy Spirit with me, helping me, helping my unbelief, bringing my mind into line with the word of God. That's why in Jude 20, beloved, build yourself up in yeah. your most holy faith. Faith is there. I'd heard him speak. Build it up. What? <clears throat> Praying in the Holy Spirit. Yes. Praying Thank in the Holy Spirit. 
You know, tongues is the most neglected, incredible, powerful tool that the body of Christ have. No wonder doctrines and stupid theologies have come against it to close the mouth of the church. Amen. And actually, when they close the mouth of the church, they're closing the mouth of the utterance of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Ha ha, but we know better. He's shining the light there. Amen. So what happens when thoughts come, the unbelief comes, you know, the stuff, the circumstances, when thoughts come about the circumstance, we pray more. Turn to someone and say, we pray more. Amen. We pray in the spirit. You know, I've already asked the Lord for it. I know it's here, but what am I doing? I'm just praying in the spirit. I'm just praying out the plan of God, how he's going to do it. I don't know how he's going to do it, but I know he's doing it. And I'm praying out the plan. And he's working everything together for good. Yes. Amen. Amen. Because I'm praying. Yes. Not because he just does it. It's because, you know, Romans, Romans, um, Romans 8, 28 through 29 there, he's talking about prayer. Yes. Yes. He's talking about the Holy Spirit comes and aids us in our infirmities, our inability to produce a result. He's talking about us praying out the plan of God. Mm. Hallelujah. And the Holy Spirit co-laboring with us. Yes. So we've asked and he's praying out the plan, how he's yes. going to do it. Amen. And I'm co-laboring with him. Oh, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. If you're going to stay in faith, you cannot place your attention on someone else's experience. That's a key thing that we need to remember. I'm sure that Abraham had many people that didn't conceive and around him or, or people that, you know, might have fallen short. Amen? But he wasn't concentrating on that. Amen? He was reminding himself of the promises. He gave praise and glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. So when the devil says to you, things aren't improving, what do you do? When he says they're getting worse, what do you do? You answer him with the word of God that God has quickened in you. The word that God has quickened in you, the word that he has spoken to you. That's what you give him. It's a sword that the spirit wields, which is powerful and effective. The sword that the spirit wields, it's powerful and effective. Oh, glory to God. Amen. It's a sword that the Spirit, it's a word that the Spirit brings to your remembrance. It's powerful and effective. It'll jump on that thing like a chook on a bug and deal with it. Cut its head off. Not just flopping a word over. No, that applies to that. No, it's the sword that the Spirit wields. Hallelujah. It's so important to have the Word of God in your heart, to be into the Word of God and allow the Spirit of God to bring revealed knowledge to you that you would speak it. And sometimes it's just so simple. It's just one word. You know, it, it's not according to you finding, new, you know, reams and reams and reams and reams of scriptures to, to stand on. You can go and you can meditate on that. And that's part of us filling ourselves with the word of God. But he will highlight a word and it'll be as sharp. Amen. What's that word I gave you? He says, what's that word I gave you? It's as alive today as it was yesterday. Amen. That's the word. That's the word. That's the medication. That's what I've given you to deal with this thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not to get your own way. Just felt to say that right then and there. Not to get your own way. Did forget his way. His ways are higher than your ways. Amen. Also, you just walk this, you know, like, oh, you know, I want this. I want that. I want something else. Forget it. It's what he wants. We are committed to live for what he wants. Our lives are to bring glory to him, not to ourselves. 
our, glory, our lives are to be him to have his way, not your way. You know, that's where, where Jesus said in the Garden of Gethsemane, didn't he? He said, you know, Lord, take this cup of suffering from me. No, nah, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Yeah. We live for his will to be done. Yeah. And someone says that might take some sacrifice. Yes, it might. If the yeah. things that you might want to bring to pass but have come to pass. But you know what? That's a lower way. Oh. God's got exceedingly, abundantly more than you could ask or think of. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That he wants to, you know, turn back and say, wow, wasn't my, my, um, my uh, desire or my dream, that, that, was, that was minor in comparison to what he just brought to pass. Who would have thought? Who would have thought he could do this? Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Okay, uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 4 to 5, being as this is Bible school, we better get some, um, oh, hallelujah, some scriptures. Um. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, I wanted to say to you, yeah, just write that down. Put your finger in there if you've turned to it. We'll go to another one. But he himself, you know, when the answer, the word, when when things are getting worse, you know, like I remember, I think it's um, Matthew eight. Matthew eight. Not sure about the. Oh, oh, that's good. I've written it here. Matthew eight, seventeen, and he fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He himself took in order to carry away our weaknesses and our infirmities and bore away our diseases. Hallelujah. He fulfilled what was spoken. Don't you love that? When he comes to say things again, no, Jesus fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He was the fulfillment of the prophetic word. He fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He himself took my infirmities and carried away my diseases. Bless the Lord. He's taken them. He's taken them. He's already been fulfilled on the cross. That's what Matthew's talking about there. I want to read it again. And thus he fulfilled. Someone say he's fulfilled it. He's fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He himself took in order to carry away our weaknesses and infirmities and bore away our diseases. He bore them away. He nailed them to the cross. He fulfilled it. There's your redemptive. Amen. Amen. Too late. He took him to the cross. He fulfilled what the prophet said. Amen. He fulfilled it. And guess what? He's going to fulfill your words as you speak them out as well. When he gives you that word, that, that, that two-edged sword. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm. Mm. Hallelujah. Come on. Hey. Oh, yes, it is. I really don't know why people would stay away from healing school, to be honest with you. I'm saying, okay, <laughs> sorry. I've got healing school on Tuesdays. Come on. Amen. 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 This is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And we'll bring our words into alignment with it. Hallelujah. Strong faith comes from having your attention on the right thing. Yeah. Abraham fulfilled what was spoken over his life because he believed God over and above the circumstances. Yeah. God needed a person that was going to believe. He needed someone to place faith in their heart. Yeah? yeah. He found him and he placed faith in his heart. Yeah. Amen? And Jesus is the fulfillment of that. Bless the Lord. How? Faith entered his heart. 
when he heard God speak. When faith enters your heart, when you hear God speak, steward it. Steward it well. Amen. You steward that one word. You might have just rested. There might have been something come out of that. Matthew there, 8, 12, he himself. It was fulfilled, what was spoken by. Someone did anyone get a quickening there? Amen. So what do you do with that? You see, Mark 4 tells us the amount of study and attention you give to the word that you hear will be the amount of virtue and knowledge that is added back to you and more besides will be given to those who hear. So the best you steward it, you steward, you take that word, you eat it. Amen. You meditate on it. You mutter it until it becomes flesh in your life. It becomes yours. You take ownership of it. But if you drop it and just go to look for more, now he says more will be given to those who hear. So and he's saying here, those that steward, those that take it, not just hear it and let it go, but those who make it their own, he'll give you more. Yes. He'll build revelation upon revelation upon revelation, glory upon glory upon glory, more and more and more. Amen. But those words are given to build a foundation that will shift your your unbelief that we're, I'm not pointing, we're all in unbelief to some degree, but they're going to shift a mindset. They're going to shift a lens in which we see through. They'll shift it and then they'll build on that foundation. Yes. And it's actually the foundation in this hour that the apostle and the prophet lays. Yes. Come on. Come on. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hey, so the devil can't move without our attention. Abraham gave attention to the word that was given. The devil can't move in our life without us cooperating with him. So, so what he needs, what we need to do is not give our symptoms a passing thought and not cooperate with him. No, no, not good. No, no. If you pay attention to your symptoms, they will persist. You want to pay attention to them, they will persist. As long as you think about them, as long as you give your attention to them, it's an open door. Thoughts need to be dealt with. If they're, if they're not from God, they need to be cast down. Okay, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5, 4 to 5, amplified, for the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. Inasmuch as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God, and we lead every thought captive, every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ the Messiah, the anointed one. So I'm going to lead that thought captive. I'm going to take it to the word of God. What does the word of God say to me? Amen. What is it saying to me? What have you said? What has he said to you? You see, it's interesting because to some people they would say nothing. But if you are, if, if you're not positioning yourself to hear, then that will be so. So what is our job to do? Our job is to, our role is to position ourselves to hear the word of God yes. as you have done today. Yes. 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 See, the majority of people here probably not nothing wrong with you. In, you know, might have some, 
But people, when I come to healing school, I come to healing school and I'm sick. What the heck is that? You want to hear the word of God so that what you've got a harvest in the sickle. Your faith is standing ready. Amen. Your faith is standing ready and it's ready, ready there, able to snuff that thing out the minute you hear it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Because you can be sure you're going to have an opportunity to need it. You can be sure that you will have an opportunity. Oh, this is wonderful. I'm loving this. It's like this banquet. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't his word amazing? It's so rich. It's so good. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. So, you know, and often, you know, unless you're, if you're, unless you're positioning yourself to hear, you know, you can rely on others praying for you. We, everyone wants to, we need prayer. We need, God has covered, he is so merciful. He has given us so many ways to receive healing. Right? But you not, might not be able to find somebody to lay hands on you out in the wilderness somewhere. You know, you might, you might need to rely on what God's put on the inside of you. Amen? Hallelujah. Others can pray for the devil to leave you alone, but be sure that he will not. He will not. But you can learn how not to cooperate with him. Amen. If we're troubled by thoughts, then we are thinking on what the enemy is saying and not giving the word of God, that he, the word that God has spoken to us, the attention that it deserves. Amen. Thank you, Father. If we're troubled, we are giving a measure of attention to what the enemy is saying to us. God has called us to peace. Turn to someone and say, God has called us to peace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 Isaiah 54, verse 10. For, the, for though the mountains should depart and the hills be shaken or removed, Yet my love and kindness shall not depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace and completeness be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. He's not removing it, so someone's trying to steal it. If he's not removing the peace, someone's trying to steal it. Is that right? And it's a thief that comes to steal, kill and destroy what God has already given you. He's not removing peace. You can always go to peace. Peace is on the inside of you. It's a fruit of the Spirit. It's a fruit that the Spirit of God produces in you by His indwelling presence. You have to find peace out there. You've got it in here because He's here as the Prince of Peace. The fruit of the Spirit on the inside of you. A fruit which His presence within accomplishes. But we know that the thief comes to steal, verse 10. Sorry, chapter 10 of John, verse 10. He comes to steal what you have, not what you have not. He comes to steal what you have, not what you have not. He can't steal what you don't have. I've got no peace. I've got no peace. Sorry, sorry, sorry. This is not the truth you are speaking. You actually do have peace. But the enemy is trying to steal what you have been given, what you have. Amen. Amen. And bring disease into your life, disease, you know, dis-ease, disease. 
so many, I forget the stats, but so many diseases are attributed to dis-ease in a person's life. Yeah? God does some amazing things with words, doesn't he? You break them down, it's just incredible when you deal with them far out. It's so good. Thank you, Father. He comes to steal. He knocks on the door, but don't open it. You know, I was having a conversation with one of my spiritual daughters who lives in Florida yesterday. And she said, the devil keeps saying, the devil doesn't. I said, how many times do we have to go there? Because I do get a bit tough with her, you know, slap, slap. But she loves it. She brings it on. She loves it. She asks for it, you know. You just identified him as the devil saying this to you. So why are you listening? Why are you, oh, you have a terrible other devil saying this, the devil saying that, and the devil's that, the enemy saying this, the enemy saying this, you know, no. and I, well, why are you listening? Yeah. Yeah. Identify, don't listen. Yeah, yeah identify it yeah. and stop listening. Yeah. I haven't been able to sleep all night, all night I've been thinking about, but, you know, now it's the devil, well, why are you listening to him? Yeah. That's as simple as ABC, isn't it? So what time, sometimes we just need to get up, get out of bed, go down and have a little read of what the Lord is saying. And you're not going to sleep anyway if you're listening to him. Comes to steal your peace, your rest. Hallelujah. I know, I know, I know. It's for me too. Hallelujah. Just saying. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. As I said, the Lord isn't removing it. He says, here we see in Isaiah 54 verse 10, he won't remove it from you. So who is? Yeah? Okay. Okay. I've just written this in here. He says to, he says to some people, you're going to die young. You can say, sorry, it's too late. I know Psalm 91 verse 16. Yeah. It says, with long life he will satisfy me and, and show me my salvation. Yes. Hmm? The devil says you won't have enough time, uh, you won't have enough to meet your need. It's too late. I know Philippians 4.13. It says, my God will liberally, have a little listen to that, liberally supply to the full my every need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Amen. Oh, you look at that scripture, let's have a little look at that properly because it's actually got to do with your giving. Yeah? yeah? So if you have a need, sow a seed. Yes. A lot of times when people are needy, they don't sow any seed. They hold back on their giving. Yeah. That's the time to give. And that's the time to give him a real king hit by giving maybe more than you normally do. Yeah. Because it's the law of sowing and reaping. People are wanting God to reap, 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 give, 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 but they're not bringing anything. They're not sowing anything. Well, I just need some people to be kind to me. Well, sow kindness. It's a principle that will never change. Amen? It's, it, it, you know, whether it be in practical, whether it be in natural terms or whether it be in, in, in the character of God, whether it be reaching out. I've got no friends. Then be a friend. Amen? Hallelujah. Be a friend. Thank you, Jesus. Philippians 4.19. Thank you, Father. 
Remember, the devil will say things to you even when you know what God has said, just to see if he can get you to let go of what you are standing firm on. He wants you to let go. But scripture tells us when we stood, stand. When you've done all to stand, what do you do? You stand. Amen? When the pressure gets on, when it heats up, he's getting worried. Amen? You'll recognise the voice of the enemy because it'll always bring doubt, care, anxiety. Amen? Depression? Depression. That's a good one. I'm depressed. Okay, well, who are you allowing to step on you? Hmm? Who are you allowing to step on you? Yeah? Who are you listening to? Stop listening to him. He's a liar. Amen? Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. Some of us just need to do that. Ha, 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 ha. You know, sometimes when I start to laugh, people look more serious. And but the funny thing is, when I, when they look more serious, it makes me laugh more. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. God sits in the heavens and laughs because He knows the enemy's time is coming yes. to an end. Yes. Yes. Amen. So how about sitting with Him? Yes. When He says those things to you, oh, ha 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 ha, oh ha 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 ha, you know your time is coming to an end. Don't you? He does. Yes, He does. He does. His biggest concern is that you you will you will actually get a hold of that truth yourself and start laughing instead of crying. Oh. Something in this for everyone, isn't there? Yeah, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 18. Since we consider and look not at the things that are seen. Let's repeat that. Since we consider and look not at the things that are seen. The only thing we want to be looking at is every good and every perfect thing. That's right. And we need to see everything through good and perfect lenses that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are visible are temporal, brief and fleeting. But the things that are invisible are deathless and everlasting. Glory to God. You know, I really believe that this is time where we need to be walking with an eternal mindset more than any other time. With an eternal a eternal lens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Because these things that these these natural things, you know, what am I gonna wear? That can take you out of the word and down to the shops. Yes, that's hmm? true. What am I gonna wear? How are we gonna what are we gonna eat? What we, God knows you need these things. Yes. Many of us aren't working in, walking in the supernatural in those areas because we've got our attention so much on the natural. We don't give him an opportunity to, to provide supernaturally because our eyes are fixed on what I need, what I want and what I must have. Yeah. 
I'm really looking forward to seeing a gold coin come up out of the fish's mouth and see some supernatural stuff happen, you know. But if our, if, our, if our attention is always on what we can do in the natural and doing it for ourselves and busyness with doing it for ourselves, and I'm not saying not to work because we need to work, amen, unto the Lord. We're there to bring the kingdom. Is that right? Change the atmosphere, change the marketplace. So we don't consider and look at the things that are seen, but the things that are unseen, because the things that are seen are temporal. They are subject to change. I think that's in the New King James. It says subject to change. But we're the ones that subject them to change. Yeah. The key is to know the truth and to hold to it. It doesn't... uh, (sighs) The enemy says it's all about how you feel, but feelings are not the truth. The word of God is the truth. And, you know, we've got so much muddiness these days. I mean, there's so much, you know, like, oh, but you've got to get in touch with your feelings and all this sort of thing. And, you know, like, how do you feel? Oh, but God gave us emotions. And there's so much of that going on. And I, it really, I find it terribly hard. You know, it's not my lane at all. I just really, I do find it difficult, Sandra, I must admit. I know, I, you know, like I think it's all right, occupy till I come. That's what he says to me. Help them out yeah. until I come. Occupy till I come. But when I come, they're not going to need it. Praise God, yeah. Jesus, come. Because I really don't know how many times we have to go round the mountain before we just decide to sit on the truth. Yeah. Anyway, John 17, 17, sanctify them. Do something about the mind. Purify, consecrate, separate them for yourself. Make them holy by your truth. Your word is truth. What is the truth? God's word is the truth. You know, like if we get one revelation out of today that God's word is the truth, if we go say, okay, this has come into my mind, what does God have to say about it? I'm just going to go to the word, hear what my father has to say, and that'll be it. I'll put a full stop on it. Amen. And when you go to it, don't think that he's saying it about everybody else except you. Amen. If you're born again, you qualify. That's it. It's you. It's you. It's you. It's you. It's you. It's always easy, isn't it? Flying over the top. You get this amazing prophecy of someone. Is that oh, it's probably for the person behind me? You know, like. It's for the person behind me, you know. They, they're getting the vibe, but it's the wrong person. <laughs> Has anyone ever thought that? Huh? All right. Just me. All right. Oh, well, there you go. One day you might feel that. I mean, I know, I know that, you know, or, or you come to a message or you're hearing something from the Lord and say, this is so good. I wish they were here. I wish they were here. Stay with yeah. Everybody else is here. And God's saying, I actually knew you were here. And this is, this is actually for you. You need to hear this. They should have been here to hear this, you know. <laughs> oh, guess what? He knew they weren't going to be here and he still brought it. You know what I've had people say to me, come up. People have been talking about me, have they? Some have been talking about me. Did they tell you about my problem? Did they, I have. Have you talked? Did they talk about me? Talk about me? No. Well, you were speaking directly to me today, right? No, I remember saying. <laughs> I remember saying once. You know, well, I can't prepare a whole message around you because I'm not even sure whether you're going to be here or not. Exactly. Uh, 
He knows you're going to be here. So don't get all antsy and think that someone's been gossiping about you because God nailed what you needed to hear. Amen? It's the truth. It's the truth. He sees everything. He knows us intimately. And if you need to hear something, he loves you enough to bring it. He loves you and he wants you, he wants the truth to set you free. Yeah? He actually, you know, when you hear things that, wow, you just nailed me. You just said something like, he wants you to know that he loves you enough to speak to you intimately, even in a crowd. He sees you in the midst of a crowd. He sees you in the midst of the throng. He sees you. And he will bring a word that will help you, that will set you free. And because there's a mass there, you might think, you serious? You were thinking just of me? And he is. He is. Isn't it amazing? Hallelujah. Psalm 23, verse 5. We know you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My brimming cup runs over. He's laid it out. He's already laid out the table so that you can see clearly what's yours, that you would taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen? The table is set. Thank you, Father. Don't you just feel so welcome? I think I've shared with you before, you know, have you ever seen a, a grazing table that's, you like grazing tables that are absolutely overflowing with all these yummy things? Nothing's contained by a small bowl. It's just thrown all over the place. It's everywhere, food, all these amazing things. He has set a grazing table. I love that. For you to come and graze on. Yeah, take whenever you want. You just It's laid out. You walk into that party and it's already laid out. You're not waiting for anyone to serve you. It's laid out. Come and eat. Amen. Thank you, Father. It's available. The table of God's word, it's spread out for you. Showing us everything that he has made available. So he has spread the table for us and our job is to eat. Our role is to eat. Stay at the table. Quit being occupied with the enemy hanging around that table. Thank you, Father. You know, some people say, well, he's talking about heaven. But no, he's not. The enemy won't be there. It's a later table for me in the presence of my enemies. The enemy will not be in heaven. It's for here and now. Amen. It's for here and it's for now. Bless the Lord. How are you going? Are you doing all right with this word today? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I just want to pick up a few things. Oh, oh, I love that expression. You know, in the presence of my enemies. You know, it's not for you. The table's been set for everybody else but you. You know, it's all laid out there for you. That's the enemy speaking. You need to just say, oh, okay, just watch me eat. Watch me eat. Watch me eat this. I'm eating. Amen. Don't distract me, I'm eating. 
I'm getting my portion. If you want to see people get their portion, come to my place when I have a family and all my grandchildren are there. They make sure they get their portion. <laughs> 1 John 4, verse 4. Little children, you are of God. You belong to him and have already defeated and overcome them, the agents of the Antichrist, because he who lives in you is greater, mightier than he that is in the world. Yeah? yeah. So if you were to go and think about not people think, well, you know, how can I cast this demon out? Well, through the power of the Holy Spirit, because greater is he that is in you than he that is yeah. in the world. Yeah. And the devil is the god of this world. So you are greater. What's in you is greater and more yes. powerful than any demon. Yeah? You see, the, the thing is about casting demons out is you just, we, we just need to know that we have more power than demons. And that's why Jesus is saying, well, get, get rid of the unbelief because, you know, there's, there's a greater one working with you here. So stop believing that the way that, demon is performing is greater than the power of God that's within you so yeah. so give yourself to 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 the truth yeah I think God's going to really be turning this up soon I think we're yeah. going to see a lot of balking and squawking going on yeah. I do yeah. I think we're going to see stuff happen if you're scared of manifestation don't be scared of it because greater no, is he that's, that's in you but right. people are going to be coming in and they're going to be doing all sorts of yeah, stuff yeah. And our job isn't to manage their demons. Our job no. is to get rid of the things. Yes. Yes. Amen? Yes. Amen. 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 So we've already got, we've got the victory. What have we got? We've got the victory. Jesus, just turn it, turn it over there. Jesus won the absolute victory. Victory. Amen. Thank you, Father. So I often think about a spiritual checkup from the neck up. What's going on in here? You know, are we thinking according to the spirit or are we thinking according to the flesh? Yeah. For greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Thank you, Father. Is this hanging together? Yes, yes. I don't even know what subject I'm on right now. I feel like I'm on this little rampage. <laughs> Acing the enemy. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. Brooke, why don't you come and tell them the testimony that you had, that you, that, that what happened at your job? Yeah. The other day. And we were talking the Sunday before last and this Sunday about God's waiting for us to move. You know, we're waiting for him to move. Say, God, move. But God's saying, you move. Yeah. And so Brooke was getting ready for work. Weren't you? I was driving to work. Yeah. And um, I was just praying the Holy Spirit. And I said, Lord, give me opportunities, godly encounters today. And I got to work went into the, um, the office and one of the ladies that I work with came up to me and I said to her, how are you today? And she said, oh, you wasn't, I totally was not expecting, <laughs> totally not expecting it to 
for her to say what she was about to say because, I, I, you know, it was just too soon. <laughs> he answered too quickly. Yeah, and I didn't – I don't know her really well because it's a, a new job and so she was – it was very personal, you know. And she said, oh, you, well, you know when you feel like you're getting a bladder infection? And I'm like, oh. And I'm like, right, there it is. There's the opportunity. And yeah. she goes on she goes, and I've got this heaviness down here and – you know, a bit of pain in the kidney and I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, right. Anyway, I just said to her, well, it's not meant to be there. Yes. And I just, I didn't ask her. I didn't ask if she wanted me to pray for her. I just put my hand on her and I, yeah. I just started praying for her and, <laughs> and she was just standing there going like this. She's, oh, my gosh, I just feel all this tingling like down here and oh. – and, and her eyes welling up. She's going, and it's not going away. <laughs> and I said, and it's not going to. And um, she was just blown away. She, yeah. was, she was just, she's like, oh, wow. And um, anyway, so we, we went, we, we left. And, and as we were going down the stairs, our boss was coming up the stairs. And Sarah saw her and she said, are you okay? And she says, oh, Brooke just prayed for me. And I just had all this tingling in my body and I'm kind of going like this. <laughs> as I said, it's like I'm in a new role and I don't really know these people very well, but I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> and um, then I saw her again at the end of the day and she said, you know, I still feel really good. Glory. Like this, so, yeah. So, Glory. Yeah. Wow. That but, is so beautiful. Yeah, so, oh, okay. yeah. <coughs> Opportunity straight up. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. He called oh. me by surprise. I'm just like, right, well, I asked for it, so yes. I'm gonna do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. See, see, Brooke is a believer. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No? Yes. And so, hey, let's do this stuff. Yes. Yes, no, right. believe the promises, believe what he's given to us, believe that we're the ones that are healing the sick. We're not defined as the sick trying to get well. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You know, that's not how God defines us. I know you hear me say that a lot, but it's, it's the truth. Yeah. You know, Mark 16, why don't we go there and finishing up? And, uh, yeah, we've just been everywhere around the mountains. That's all right. Let's have a look. Verse 17. See, we're the ones that believe. We're the ones that are the believers. We're the healed ones. Yeah? yeah? <coughs> Say, I am healed. I am healed. That's, That's who I am, the healed. Yes, the healed. That's how he defines you. Yes. By his stripes you have been healed. Amen. Past tense. Yeah? Matthew 8, 12, Jesus fulfilled that yes. which was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. Yes. He himself yes. took in order to carry away our infirmities and our, 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 our diseases. Yeah, carried them away, mm. nailed them to the cross. Mm. And these attesting signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will drive out demons. They will speak in new languages. They will pick up serpents and even if they drink any dead, anything deadly, it will not hurt them. Mm. 
They will lay hands on the sick and they will get well. They will lay hands on the sick and they will get well. It's not you and I. You know, we can come into agreement with one another as we do and, you know, but we are not. They will lay hands on the sick. He's talking about the commission. And they will get well. Take a look at that and say, well, okay, so Brooke laid hands on somebody and she's Look, looks like she's got well. Seems like she's got well. I would think that the signs, the company of signs, was. Yeah. He said that he, the Lord, was working with them. Yeah. With the attesting signs that covered that that, yeah. the, that accompanied what they said, what they preached. Yeah. Amen. So who's the pressure on? Not you. The Lord was working with you. The Lord's working with you. It's up to Him to do it. Us, us to us to obey, to do what He's asked us to do. Let's, 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 let's look at verse 20. And they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord kept working with them and confirming the message by the attesting signs and miracles that closely accompanied it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Let the word that he's spoken to you, be working effectively within you, producing the result. Amen. Dealing with the unbelief. Someone say, I'm getting on to the, with the job, getting on with the work. Amen. The ministry. Yeah. Some of you might think, well, I'll wait until I get well. Fighting fit. I'll go out and do the ministry. He says, no, do it now. Because the truth is that you are. You are. Amen. You are well. Amen. Amen. You are fit. Amen. You are healed. Yeah. Start acting like it. Start thinking like it. Start believing that the word of God is the truth. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Thank Jesus. You, Jesus. Glory.